Welcome back to another episode of Storytelling Secrets. I'm your host, Jules Dan here, back for another story interview framework style interview. And I'm here with a special guest today. My my story uh, person I'm talking to is Justine Maida, and she's a business and life coach. So obviously, if your life isn't in order, your business probably ain't going to be in order. So we're going to have a really good chat today of her entrepreneurial journey. And something I really want to mention in, in, in this episode, especially if you're starting to learn the story interview framework, is that um, you're going to notice how uh, I let Justine sort of run with her story. Um, and... Uh, I kind of let it go for probably a minute or two and I had to be a little bit rude and say, I, I, I had to stop her and say, hey, um, can we just go back you know, to this part two, two more minutes, two more minutes ago? I really need to follow up with um, that, that last sort of bit that you mentioned um, and we get really deep into the nitty gritty of the feelings and emotions behind it because that's a real common problem. So especially if you want to try and get this done for a customer or a client and you want to get a full story and actually use this as ad copy or email copy or any sort of uh, marketing material, then it's probably a good idea that you do not let your client or customer skip over a series of events and feel like you're going to, uh, you're just being nice because you're not interrupting. It's really important, as a little lesson here, really, really important that you pull them up and say, I'm sorry to interrupt. Can we go back and uh, I need to follow up with, you know, why were you feeling that way? Or, um, and, and that's a little lesson I want you to, to, to hear in this. Um, but otherwise, it's going to be a great, great episode today with Justine. I'm going to leave her, how you can contact her in the link in the description. But otherwise, enjoy the story interview framework style interview today with Justine Mater. And um, it's going to be an interesting conversation today. And uh, Justine, if you could please uh, take me back to, you know, the, the origin story of Justine. Um, yeah, it's, so take me back to like how it all really started for you. Absolutely, Julia. Thanks so much for having me on with your audience. I'm super excited to share my story. So my story originated as um, pre-entrepreneur life. I am a small town Minnesota girl that has a big heart and loves um, music, singing, and all sorts of great stuff. I was in the dental field and I went through college, did super well there, had a great time, learned so much, and found myself in the dental field as a dental assistant. Um, my greatest joy was being with my patients and really serving my coworkers on a great level. I was involved in four different positions in the office and I loved being that fluid motion between everybody, a great communicator, um, a problem solver. And I just, I loved feeling needed and I loved being able to provide people with what they needed. And so when a patient came in and, you know, they were in deep anxiety or they were depressed of how bad their situation was or the pain that they were going through, not only to care and alleviate, that, but actually to be that support for them in that time too, um, was just an amazing experience for me. And to remember their names and develop those crazy relationships and uh, have people that you, you know, their kids remembered who you were, that was just, that was just the icing on top for me. And uh, 
That really took a change um, when I got married and had my first child. I worked up to the point that I had my firstborn son, whose name is Griffin, and I made the choice to, with my husband, who is very supportive, um, to work um, no longer after I had, the, had my son. So up to the point that I was uh, pretty much giving birth, I worked because I needed the insurance. I was kind of stuck in that rut um, in the nine to five grind needing that stuff and it sucked. It wasn't great, um, but I needed the insurance. So you do what you got to do. And um, so I had to say goodbye, but I got to say hello to my favorite little person that I now get to have um, in my arms every day as I work from home. I did not have an entrepreneurial um, understanding of anything um, when I first had my son, but a couple of months into it, I was struggling with depression, chronic pain, and a couple of other issues. And I was like, I need to get outside myself. And um, I, I didn't know how to do that being stranded in a wintry Minnesota. I was like, how on earth do you help people when you're stuck at home? Um, so I turned to the internet and that's where I saw the word entrepreneur, Julian. And I was like, well, what, to, what the heck does that mean? There are so many entrepreneurs. Like, how on earth? So I was that person that messaged random people and said, tell me what you do. How on earth are you doing it? And I started searching and, uh, it really was, uh, the rest is history. I, I started searching. I started investing in trainings. I, uh, joined a couple of virtual teams and, uh, explored that Avenue to see what that would look like. And, in doing so, I discovered different parts of myself that I didn't know was were there. I realized when there were problems, I I couldn't stand on the sideline and just let it happen. I I found myself taking a leadership role and being like, well, you know, this is what we're seeing for the clients. Why don't we get to the root cause? And why don't we? But in being a support, that's not necessarily your role. And so I had to understand that you know, as I was growing, there were you know different things that. I could possibly be better serving people in the world as a whole. So I, I took a step out and I started my own business as a virtual assistant. It was fantastic. Um, it was, it was an adventure and uh, I committed to myself and I was like, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. My husband was like, whatever that means. Okay. And uh, so that was uh, an adventure for us as a couple as well. But um, I decided to give it a shot. And I knew I wouldn't know without trying, but I was ready to take that move of, um, of control and actually be like, you know what, I'm not, I need to discover this for myself because I don't know what being an entrepreneur means for Justine. Yep. I knew what it meant for other people and helping them in their businesses, but I didn't know what it meant for me. And so it was a huge discovery of what the world of opportunity could be as a business owner and starting as a virtual assistant, got a couple of clients, had some really great experiences. And then I had a huge opportunity just fall in my lap that I didn't see for a thousand miles ahead of me. And I was asked to coach. And I was like, for real? Like, that's like, how do you just like, how do you do? And they're like, you're coaching already you're being a coach in your position and you don't know how to do it politely because you feel that you're that that's not your role, but really that's, that's what you're being called to do. And that was due to my growth. That was due to me taking action in that form of self education, self knowledge and taking that and actually wanting to implement that for other people. 
Now, so Justine, I, I, need, I, I, need, sorry, I need to interrupt you a little bit. Go ahead. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Because um, we're missing some really juicy parts here. Like, um, part oh, of the, okay. Yeah, yes. I know you. I know you would love to tell your story, um, um, it, um, but there's a, there's parts in here that that would really help my audience. Sort of like, because everyone can tell events and and stuff. But let's go back to the part where you said you came back home, um, where you decided to have your your child, um, and raise your child. Um, what what was that feeling like on the inside? That maybe that, did you feel like you're leaving your husband to work and you have to do it on your own or did you feel happy? Um, like, let, let's talk about that a little bit. Such a good question. And I'm so glad you took me back to that because I think it's so different for couples and everybody's going to have their own situation, right? And their own way of, um, you know, sorting through that. But for me, I have always believed that my husband will provide for us. That was not my main concern. Um, that was something that I was uh, not having to worry about in the slightest. So that was a huge lift off my shoulders as, as a new mom. My first concern was I got to make sure this little human survives. Like, holy smokes, what is it like to be a mom? And uh, I was very thrilled and excited. Um, but it was, I, I was affected by um, postpartum depression. And so that's where, you know, hormones just go crazy. And I had just a, a whole lot of issues with um, actually my tailbone um, because my tailbone was dislocated having my son. And so sitting, standing, anything, I was in chronic pain the entire time. And I've never had that. And so for people that have had that, bless you. But I did not know what that was like. And so having a complete 180 from a social life working, you know, nine to five all, you know, all week to complete isolation pretty much. And all of a sudden having someone that solely depends on you was a really big shock. It was a really big shock. It was one that I wanted, but I don't think it's one that anyone can ever be truly ready for. If that makes, if that makes any sense, it's something that you, you never know exactly what to fully expect because every experience is so beautifully, uniquely different. And um, so it was a huge growing experience, but it was one that I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't trade for the world in the sense that um, it made, it made me stronger because it brought out a whole new part of me, which I had shared before that already, but no, the biggest thing that, um, I think between Dustin and my, so my husband's name is Dustin. Mm -hmm. um, so between Dustin and myself was that um, we didn't know what was going to happen, but we knew we were going to figure it out together. And so that was the number one thing that um, I felt supported in was that you never know what parenthood is going to mean. You never know. I, I didn't know if my child was going to be born. Okay. You know, you, you don't know any of those things. And so for me, the number one thing that I appreciate in the communication that I have with my spouse is the fact that regardless of what happens, regardless of what um, ensues or comes our way, we'll figure it out. Yep. Okay. And um, so you had a bit of a rough time and, but that rough time sort of translated into um, some personal growth. Um, I do want to hear sort of like, when was that moment where you just had that inkling, that feeling, Hey, um, maybe I can work from home. Um, cause, cause it's not every day someone wakes up and types in entrepreneur into Google or Facebook. <laughs> I had heard of a lot and um, I'm very much, uh, I have a lot of different friends or family members that are very involved in MLM and, you know, so different opportunities where, you know, there's the pyramid scheme or their products or whatever. And I was just like, you know what, 
not my thing. I, I don't want to sell products. If I sold anything, I want to sell, I want to sell me. Mm-hmm. And so I want to say that was probably the first like similarity. Like I know it's not necessarily, you know, some people consider it all the same. I don't know what category to put it in. Anyways, um, I think that was kind of my first little introduction into what um, that could look like, and it had been done. And then there were also a couple of people that um, I knew did like medical coding for for their family, and they worked from home. And so I knew it was possible, and I just didn't know how one would, um, you know, discover that, or what, how, how do you know what you're supposed to do? You know, if other people are choosing to do podcasting like Julian, you know, how, I mean, how would, how am I supposed to know if that's what I should do? And, uh, so that just led me to really that, um, detective mode really where I had my glasses on and I was like, how am I going to figure this out and, um, discover what's, what's really out there. And I had my mind blown, absolutely blown because I had no comprehension of anything whatsoever. And so you mentioned, uh, Russell Brunson's name earlier. I yes. actually started one funnel away challenge. That's challenge. kind of that's kind of where I was just like really inundated in like um, deep immersion of like what mindset, what like of like everything could possibly mean. So um, yeah. Russell's and, and so, a Russell's a great guy. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I I'm I, I'm sorry that we got so far ahead and then we have to backtrack all this way here. Um, it's okay. <laughs> So, so you, you figured out that it's entirely possible. You figured out that you knew that you had to, you know, step up in the home and, and raise a child. Um, you didn't have those barriers of financial stress, which is really helpful. But um, what sort of, did you have any blocks or walls? You know, you're reading all this material, you're going through OFA. Um, what, what do those blocks or walls look like to you? to neg- any of my investments to negatively affect my family. And so we, you know, it's just something to be super aware of, of what um, that would look like. The One Funnel Away Challenge is not a huge investment, um, but for coaching, for licensing, for, you know, any of those other, you know, other equipment and things like that too. Um, you know, it's one of those things that all of that needs to really be taken into consideration if you're going to really do it or you're not going to do it. And so having those conversations, I think with my husband was something that was super, super important to me because it was my vision. It wasn't his vision. And so it was something that he couldn't see. And so when I was talking about impact, impacting people, creating a legacy and, you know, helping support, um, you know, new generations of entrepreneurs and just really creating something that could support people in in fear in um, struggle and all the things that are so um, just ingrained in my coaching program it's one of those things where that's not that's not who he is he it wasn't a vision that he held so I had to bring him into the vision and I think that for couples um, sometimes it's really difficult because you know the wife or the husband will be like you know they're not supportive it's not necessarily that they're not supportive, but they may not share the vision or they may not understand the vision. Exactly. And so when you're, you know, when you're husband, wife, spouse, um, regardless, you know, if they're in a different world, they, I, I didn't know what this world looked like. So I had to go and learn this. So if 
I had to go and do that. Now I'm preaching and talking rhetoric that he has no comprehension of. He's like, well, what, what is that? What is the one of funnel away challenge? What are you talking about? <laughs> so I think that that was probably, um, kind, not necessarily a wall, but a door that I needed to walk through and a door that, um, I, I think, you know, if looking at it, there's probably several different doors, you know, one, you just assume that he doesn't care, you know, two, you know, you actually talk it out and you try to, you know, sort through it and find a way to bring them along with you in the journey. And, you know, another where, you know, they're already gung ho about it and they're just like, Hey, let's do this. Let's do this. You know, there's, there's all kinds. And so I think for me more than a wall, it was a door. And, um, that was one that I was grateful that we, we walked through together. Okay. That's awesome. So, um, it was more so not a problem of acquiring the skills or knowledge. It was having the support of your husband and let alone not even the support, but just like understanding what is this thing that I'm doing? Um, so therefore any money on the line, he, he can understand like, this isn't just some frivolous expense or something like that. I'm sure you've seen, you know, people are scammed and, you know, there's people that don't follow through. And so, you know, it's one of those things where I had to make that commitment to myself that I was taking this bet. I was taking this investment on myself. When I hired a coach, I was going to do what the coach said. I wasn't going to expect the coach to do the work for me. Right. And so it's one of those things where he's like, well, what, what is this actually going to do for you? How is this going to impact you? You know, so taking that impact and actually turning it on me and I'm like, well, they're going to show me what it means to run a podcast. For instance, I would, you know, that would be an example of what a coach could help you do. Or I have someone working on a website for me because the one I had what needed a, needed a, facelift. And uh, so it's one of those things where, you know, that's not my superpower. I, God bless the people that are super smart with computers because I can't, I, I, I can when someone shows me, but if I don't have somebody holding my hand through the first 10 steps, I, I'm completely lost. It's not um, your strength. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's not. And, but that's the beautiful part of it too, is, you know, that's where, uh, being entrepreneurs, it's so awesome, Julian, because, you know, your strength and my strength may be different, but that's where collaborations happen. That's where, you know, um, summits occur and you have everybody coming in with their gifts and talents and they're able to share their superpowers in such an impactful way because you've got just a whole panel of people that are just superheroes, literally, in their field. And uh, when you focus and double down on your strength, that's where um, you're really able to let your light shine. Yep. Yep. Totally. And um, I want to get to um, fast forwarding just a little bit now. So we were at, you, you said you're working with a virtual team, um, but going back to your original job working as a, as a dental nurse, is that dental nurse? Is that right? Dental assistant. Dental assistant. Some places call it nurse, but yes, assistant. Yes. Yep. So, and you, yeah, and you really, you really enjoyed um, being that healer, being that person that um, that you, that people would um, would say thank you to because you you they needed you. Um, but then you you mentioned that you're in that virtual team, um, and you say maybe you want to suggest you maybe wanted to suggest something that you thought that was best, but you weren't in that position to make that um, decision. So um, is that when you started to have this little uh, catalyst or thought in your head, like there, there's something else 
Um, or is that when someone, is that when someone asked you to coach, then you had that moment? Great question. Great question. So I would say, um, you know, one of the biggest challenges I think of being a vir- in, in a virtual team and, uh, you know, working with other people virtually is that uh, you do need to know your role. Even if you're not being put in your place at an office, you do need to know your role. And so I definitely did my best to, you know, help be, um, you know, how would you say anticipate growth in in the team and in the company and all that kind of great stuff, right? Because you're trying to scale. But at the same time there, I was at the bottom of the totem pole. I just was, and that's okay. There's always going to be a bottom and that's, that's just the way it is. And so I think that probably the frustration that I felt in the sense that I wasn't able to fix it like I, I, I am a fixer. I, I want, I want to see this better. I want to see you happy. I want to see our customers and clients succeeding. Like I want to see those results when I wasn't able to have that for this other person, for this other business. That's where I realized that I needed to make that change. Um, so that's where I chose to start my own business after I had in my, been in my own business for a while that is when I was asked to coach. So it was kind of in that phase process. That's kind of how that happened for me, Julian. Yeah. Yeah. So you really, you really badly wanted those results. Um, but you weren't, you had no control, um, whether they were going to happen or not. And that was the moment when you realized like, can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yes. It was for the sake of the clients. I was not in control of what, um, you know, decisions were made and I had to be part of that communication with the clients. And that just, I, when it comes to my client, even now having my own clients, it's just like, I love my clients. I over deliver for my clients. So like thinking back to some of the stuff that happened for me is just like, you know what? I'm just grateful that that experience taught me so much because now I'm just so determined to not only provide the results, but also give them, you know, as you know, sometimes those uh, curses are blessings in disguise. You know what I mean? Oh, sorry. We just cut out the last 15 seconds. So I don't know oh. what I mean. <laughs> no, that's okay. What did you hear last? Was I just rambling? It was, uh, it was, it, it was just mid, mid conversation, um, about getting results with your clients. And then I went, oh, shoot. Well, we're back. So yes, I'm super determined to get results for my clients. And I think that situation really, um, ignited that fire in me, um, to do it on my own terms. So. Yes. Okay, cool. So you wanted to get on your own terms. You wanted to create those results. Um, what was that plan look? Okay. So, and then someone rang you on the phone or messaged you saying like, Hey, Justine, I would love you to coach me. Um, you probably got a good ego boost, got a bit of confidence out of that. Um, what was that plan? The next steps in order to get those results that you could control and, you know, go down this path of being a coach. Absolutely. Super amazing questions. So I think it comes down to, you know, depending on what kind of coach you are. So for me, I am a life and business coach. Now guaranteeing results in the life and business area is a little tricky depending on what you niche yourself down to niche, niche, whatever word people like to call it. Right. Um, (laughs) 
I, I hear it both and I, I can't figure out which camp I'm in. So sorry guys. Um, but no, so for me, um, it's super important. So when I, um, have my clients kind of fill out an application or I kind of go through my application questions and prior to working with them, I always do a consult prior with them because if I don't feel that I can provide the results, I, I don't work with them. I don't. And I have turned away business. Some people don't agree with that, but that's, that's who I am. That's how I do business. And uh, so for this individual that uh, rang me up was uh, just an outstanding individual and they were like, more folks, they were more focused in the life department. So for me, it was one of those things that I, my questions were based in, um, their life sent in, in their life sequence then to be like, what are, how are you willing to take action on your inner self? It was mindset. It was, um, some depression and anxiety and some issues that way. And, uh, it was getting in the way of their relationships. And so we went down that road and, um, that wasn't as much geared towards business, but they were trying to start a business, but they couldn't get their home life back together. And so I always describe it to my clients, you know, where, you know, one area is suffering as an entrepreneur, it's still the same person. It's still the same person. You're still bleeding. The same person is bleeding. Yeah. It's and like how you do one thing is how you do everything. I think I said saying or something. Yes. No, you're how can you be both a life and business coach? I, the biggest thing that I, and that's just, I, I don't know why that's the way it has to be turned, but that's what people recognize as a life and business coach. But for me, I'm a coach for entrepreneurs who usually have a life and have a business. And that's where they're one in the same. And so when my methods come together, it becomes healing that person and discovering what is blocking them from success, not only in their life, but truly in their business as well and reaching that full potential. Okay. Um, I love it that you've got such fire and passion for um, wanting to help out the life and the business and people. Um, did you have any sort of troubles finding your first few clients? And then that was, that was playing up with your head thinking, is it me or is it my marketing or, um, you know, some like, issues going on. Um, but yeah, just can you hear that? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So I think, um, the messaging is always rough at first. So yes, I definitely was on, um, you know, on the planes of trying to figure out exactly who I was trying to reach because I would get people interested. Right. And I'm like, man, that's not my ideal client at all. How did, what in my message was encouraging them to reach out to me. And so I, you know, you have to look at yourself. And so it wasn't like, why was that person wanting to work with me? No. What did I put out that attracted them to work with me? And what can I change to better attract that perfect client that is the individual that I can create the best results for and create the most transformation in their life and business? And so I definitely, and I think that's a progressive thing. I, I'm still working on my message. I'm still working on my marketing, still working on my story. Um, and I think that that's something that we will always be evolving on as we grow, as we pivot, and as we um, become more experienced in our fields. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I would say is probably a big part of what was um, going on in the past couple of months was definitely better marketing, um, just to really zone in on that client. Um, in regards to finding them, people are always worried that there aren't enough clients out there, right? 
And especially in the coaching industry, so many people are like, every other person's a coach. Well, that's great, but no one's going to coach them like you coach them. And no one can say it just the way that Julian does. You're going to hit people on that one chord in their heart in ways that I can't. And that's beautiful. That's amazing. That's going to create the results that you guarantee your clients that ignite them to action that, you know, you're going to have that perspective or experience that will provide that for their business that I don't. And so it's one of those things where for me, never count yourself out. And if you have any doubts in yourself, your clients or potential clients will sense that. Yep. They will well, sense what, that. Yep. Yeah. That's a good point. And I want to bring this up actually, because, um, was there a moment where maybe you, you slipped up and you didn't get that result or that client didn't get the result and they blamed you and you felt like, who am I to do this? Absolutely. Absolutely. There were moments where um, I've had not only the, I think another thing that coaches are always um, super struggling on the struggle bus with is um, charging. What do you charge as a coach? You know, people are like, you're on the phone for an hour. No, you're on the phone, but you've experienced this over the course of years or time that you've done the experience or you've, you know, invested in that skill or that training or whatever. You're paying for that person's expertise. You're not paying for the time, you're paying for the expertise. And that's something that um, I struggled with was saying that dollar amount for me and being like, whoa. But then when I drew it out on paper and being like, how much am I spending on my own coaching? Who am I, you know, investing in? Who am I, you know, like all the things that I was doing, I was like, yeah, the, I, this is, I, I'm not, I'm not robbing people, but at the same time, if that customer, if that client believes in you, then there's not going to be a price that they won't pay, but you have to believe in yourself first. And that's where clients can sense that in, in, in a, in a millisecond, it's not even funny. Because then they'll be like, how long have you been doing this for? Do you really know what you're doing? Okay, I'll think about it. Bye. You're never going to hear from them. Yeah. And yes, that has happened. That has happened. And it taught me lessons. And I'm glad it happened because it made me better for the next sales call. And it made me better for the next relationship building. You know, what are the right, you made a point earlier. What are the right questions? Exactly. You need to make them think so they answer their own questions. And that's what a really good coach is. That's the truth. It's not. So, so that's like the biggest thing is that by doing and by, by, you know, still trying, even though it's like last time didn't go so great. I don't think I'll hear from them again. Um, still taking that effort and being like, you know what, you still want the best for people, right? That's still your purpose. You still want to transform lives. Okay. Well, that means I have to get up and try again and work on the message, work on the sales call, and be confident in who I am and what I do to ask for that sale. Mm -hmm. And more than anything, um, I should actually rephrase that, not ask for the sale, but you're offering the sale. You're there. Like If they want to work with you, they will be like, okay, so how do we move forward? That's what you want on a coaching call. You don't want to be, you do not want to have yourself as you're leading the conversation, right? You don't want role reversal um, where they're in charge and taking over the sales call Um, for a newbie. That did happen for me. And uh, that was something that I was like, this is extremely awkward. How do I get out of this? You learn. 
Um, but I think the biggest thing was just allowing the experiences to mold me into who I am now. Yeah. Yep. I'm so, I'm not sure if you can hear all that sirens going from the background. I do a little bit, but I yeah. wasn't sure if it was me or if it was you. So I was just about to be like, "Hey, what's going on out there?" Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah it's bedlam going on. No, it's all good. Um, yeah, it's really interesting that you said um, not not taking not letting your clients take control of the call, um, and um, that was a big, I guess, identity shift that you probably had to have. Um, but what was that real des- inner desire that you that you had on the inside to push through and and see your vision to what you wanted to build? Like you, you wanted, you saw your vision and you wanted to build it, and you, you maybe felt you had these conversations a few times. But like, what was pushing you on the inside rather than the external forces? Oh, that's such a good question. I love how you out, Julian. I think the biggest thing for me is that my vision is still being born. My vision is still being made. Um, and so for me, what I thought was even possible, I've already, like, I never even envisioned myself having my own business. I have my own business. I'm an online business coach. Hey, so it's like, it just, it opens the door to opportunity. And for me, the biggest drive and purpose goes back to something that actually one of my coaches said. And uh, she was, I think that it was on a podcast or something like that. And it just really hit home for me. And it was just the fact that um, it, it came back to showing up, saying that someone somewhere someday isn't gonna do what they're called to do with their life because you didn't show up. And it blew me away. I was like, I have gifts and talents. I know I can help people and I'm wicked good at what I do. But if I'm like, yeah, never mind. It's just easy to rely on a good husband that works his, that works so hard and, you know, provides for his family and loves his family. Like, eh, I'll just forget about it. I was like, no, I can't. I can't. I love, I love my, I love people. I love improving. I love impact. Like there's just no way. And after hearing that, that took, that was like my 10 X, like that's all I needed. I didn't need Grant Cardone. I didn't need, you know, I, that's, that's what I needed. So that created my um, consistency that created my drive that created me to be like, Hey, no, that no, not good for you. Okay. I'm good for the next person. Like that's, um, I don't take no for an answer because I'm taking that call on me. And I know that I will succeed because I will be relentless. And that's a promise that I made to myself. And once you commit to yourself and you're willing to, to drive for yourself in the development, then you don't even have to wait for other people. You don't have to wait for that next yes, because you're already doing it for you. You're just encouraging other people to join you along the way as a business. Yes. You need clients. Yes. You need all. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not disregarding that, but at the same time, if you're already on that journey of self-development and you're in a do or die mode, that's going to be like the most attractive thing in a coach is that you're doing it regardless people are coming with you or not. Yeah. Being relentless, not taking out. And especially right now, I think everyone has a choice whether to just sit down and do nothing or really take action. And that's like, we wanted to, we touched on at the start of our conversation today, the transformation that you had without this weird pandemic paranoia that's going on. You actually, you, 
you took you 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 naturally wanted to take action um and in the process you discovered who you were and what your strengths were and that you found serving the right people in this process um that's a transformation you had but if anyone's listened to this then now is the perfect time to follow this same steps especially if you're a coach like justine um so and how are you feeling about what would you say how you felt um in three words when you when you um when you first had to leave your dental assistant job like who was justine then in three words Um, I was very committed. I was loyal and I was, I was scared. I was scared. Loyal, committed, and scared. Yep. And then what, who, who is Justine now in three words? Like what's that um, transformation look like? Um, wow. That's a really good question. Um, Spot guys, let's see here. I would honestly say I am, I'm consistent. I'm relentless. And, um, in many ways I'm, I'm fearless in the sense that I'm going to, I, my fear, the fear comes from not, not trusting in God and being that I do trust in God and I have faith, I have nothing to fear. The rest is behind me. So I would say those three words are the best descriptions of who I am today. Yeah. So scared to fearless and courageous. Like that's this huge, massive thing. Um, so good to hear. Justine, thank you for coming on to Storytelling Secrets. Um, you're more than welcome to tell my audience where they can find you. Um, any other, like maybe if you've got like a freebie or something, um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know. I'm losing the last part that you just said. So hopefully it wasn't anything else too crazy, but uh, you can certainly find me on any social media platform at Justine Mater HQ. So Facebook, so uh, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, I'm on TikTok because Gary B said so. So um, yes, you can find me on any social media platform. I know it's crazy, but uh, and then my website is being updated. So if you'd like to connect me on the social media, I can get you over to my website where I will have some amazing freebies and um, offerings for you guys very shortly. So super excited for quarter two to be coming towards us uh, with a lot of new things coming too. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for tuning in this week. And of course, you can check out Justine um, on the socials and a website, all the details below in the description. And I hope you enjoyed the story style, story style interview this week. And uh, yeah, I'm going to see you Monday for the one-on-one sesh with you and I. Anyways, thanks so much for tuning in to Storytelling Secrets. See you later.